0: listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. One. What's going on y'all? Welcome to another episode of Tuesday Morning Quarterbacks, an NFL podcast presented by Apollo Media. All Houston, all original. I am your host, Taylor Jackson, writer and contributor for Apollo Media. You can find me on all the socials, at Taylor. And today, I am flying solo on the pod, but don't worry. We are going to bring you all the mayhem from this week of football, Uh, the game-deciding kicks, the stat monsters, the heartbreaks. And I guess the first heartbreak we really have to attack is that Thursday night game. Giants lose to the football team 29 to 30 in one of the most heartbreaking fashions I've ever seen. Washington's kicker lines up for a I think it's a 44 yarder to win the game. He misses it. Misses wide right. The Giants think they have just secured their first dub of the season, but oh no. There's a flag on the play. It's called that Dexter Lawrence hopped offsides on the attempted field goal, giving Washington another chance to secure the game. And anybody who watches that replay, I don't know how you can say it's offsides. He moves simultaneously with the snap of the ball. It it was a perfect it was a perfect jump. Absolute perfect jump, added pressure up the middle, made them hurry up the kick, and it cost them, but the referees put Washington in their back pocket, said, I don't think Daniel Jones deserves this win yet, and he very much did. Daniel Jones played one hell of a game, and I know Giants fans are just heartbroken right now. Scary Terry did put up 11 receptions, 107 yards, a TD, uh... But this Washington defense, that is supposed to be the premier defense of the league, just gave up 29 points to the Giants. It would have been more. It would have been more if they would have snagged that wide, wide open touchdown. DJ put a little too much sauce on it, goes off the tip of the fingers, puts themselves in this position, which they still should have won, but... (sighs) Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. It wasn't the only heartbreak of the week, though. Uh, Texans, Browns, Texans are suffering their own brand of heartbreak. QB1, Tyrod Taylor, out with at least a month with a hamstring injury. And David Coley announced today that David Mills will be their QB1 moving forward specifically starting this Thursday night game coming up against the Panthers. Me and Bruce have been talking about it. It, Is it Cam Cam to Houston season? I don't think so. I think that Jack Easterby and Co. likes the people they have in the building. They are individuals that have bought in to whatever they're selling there. And Cam is a dude that's going to come in and demand attention. He's going to distract from this uh weird version of team camaraderie that they seem to be building there. Texans played the Browns very well. Uh there was a there were several points in this game where you were looking at it and you thought the Texans may just pull this off, but once Tyrod went down, that was the end of that. Browns end up holding on, beat the Texans 21-31. And I know we say there's no moral victories in football, but after what you had in week one, and then the performance you were able to put out on week two against a a Browns team that most people argue is going to be in the playoffs, I think this is a moral victory. I mean, if Tyrod doesn't go down there, Houston may be looking at a 2-0 record at the end of this week. Football gods said no thank you, though. Moving on out to the West. Are the Raiders for real? Raiders go. They beat the Steelers 26-17. I started this season off talking a whole bunch of shit about David Carr. He has over 100 more passing yards than any other QB in the NFL right now. Henry Ruggs is a speed demon. Darren Waller. Top two, three, tied in in the entire league. Are the Raiders for real? Steelers didn't look terrible, too. Able to get Juju um, Juju, some work in there. And then Najee Harris with that stiff arm. That was absolutely disgusting. But at the end of the day, Raiders still sitting here. 26-17 victory. 2-0. and Offense rolling. Defense doing enough. We're about to have to start asking ourselves that question. One of the more boring games of the Sunday set was 49ers-Eagles. That 49ers front seven was just giving the Eagles trouble all day. There was so much interior pressure that it was forcing Jalen Hurts to go into positions that he did not want to. He he wasn't comfortable. He was still able to make quite a few plays out of it because the man's just an athlete. He is. But when you when you dedicate that much pressure over and over and over, that wears down the O-line, and it it has your QBC and ghost. 49ers take the game. 17-11. <laughs> the Eagles did try the Philly special, though, so you, you got to respect... You got to respect the audacity. It's not like anybody saw them pull that playoff last time or anything. I think that was a pretty uh, low televised game in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. All in all, though, I I have been impressed with what I've seen out of Philly's offense this year. Um, I think they're going to be better than most predicted, better than I predicted. And Jalen Hurts is just looking more and more like the real deal. Nonetheless, 49ers still sit here at 2-0 uh, in a division where every game is going to matter. Moving on to a game that I feel like I, I just nailed. I nailed this one. I called everything. Broncos beat the Jaguars 23-13. I told you Trevor Lawrence would at least have another two interceptions moving forward. And what do you have? Another two interceptions. Uh, that's five on the year in two games. Man's a gunslinger. and. It, he really shows no signs of changing that part of his game. He uh, He's out there channeling his inner Brett Favre. And when you play a secondary like the Denver Broncos, they're going to make you pay for that. Kareem Jackson, uh, Sutan, absolutely dominating. And let's just take a minute to... Realize what Teddy Two Gloves is doing out here. I know it's the Jags. I know the Texans just wrecked them last week. 328 yards. That's not That's not nothing. That's not nothing. He took care of the football. He moved the offense down the field. And he put everybody in a position to succeed. Sutton, also nine receptions, 159 yards. Have yourself a day, kid. In the game, I really, I really don't even want to talk about. New Orleans Saints get... Absolutely wrecked by the Carolina Panthers. 26-7. I was interested to see how Jameis would react against some higher quality corners. Um, Because he loves taking those one-on-one matchups on the outside. It is what it is. Man fell back to earth a little bit. Um, I think we all had to expect that he was going to regress the mean. At some point, I didn't think it would be this early. But <sighs> Jameis Ints is back. Sam Darnold, 305 yards, two touchdowns. Saints were playing with a defense of practice squad guys, pretty much essentially. They were able to get Bradley Roby some time in there, new pickup. Uh, but with Lattimore and the rest of the, the key members of that defense suffering injuries, from last week, you can't really be too surprised on that turnout. Luckily, nothing seems to be impending too hard here, and that defense should be jumping back to what we saw there in Week 1. And as as bad of a game as Jameis had, it, it was nowhere near what New York Jets fans were having to experience right there. Zach Wilson, zero touchdowns. Four interceptions and a 25 to 6 loss against the Patriots. I, I don't know what the game plan is out there in Jersey. And you had to know after the way that week one matchup went, uh, Bill Belichick was going to get his guys ready for a mediocre to bad Jets team. Uh, Mac Jones took care of the football, moved the offense. That's that Patriots style of play. It's it's nothing flashy. They're gonna pick you apart little by little. They're gonna have a solid defense. And they're gonna wear you down. That's that's the Bill Belichick style of football. And that's really what we saw. And then the other the other AFC the other AFC East matchup. <sighs> Buffalo Bills ransack the Dolphins. Thirty-five to zero. The the Bills spread the offense out all over the field, and Miami had no answer for the entire game. We can sit here and talk shit about the Dolphins' defense because they absolutely deserved it for for this matchup. Tua, however, going down that early in the game really kind of set the tone for how the rest of the day was going to go for Miami. It. If you're putting all your hopes and dreams on Jacoby Bissett, good luck. He didn't he didn't play necessarily bad. Uh but what he doesn't really have is that ability to take off the top of the defense. And you saw that. You saw a lot of press on the corners. You saw them creeping safeties up in the box. It if you can just eliminate the run game and you're dealing with Jacoby Brissett. You're going to win that. You're going to win that ball game nine times out of ten. Going to win it nine times out of ten. On the other side of the break, I'm going to be covering the rest of the slate. Who's up? Who sucked? Let you know. Okay, we're back. And we were just talking about Joe Jacoby Brissett taking over the Reigns in Miami. Uh. Kind of a similar story over here going in Chicago. The Chicago Bears beat the Cincinnati Bengals 20 to 17. Uh the game wasn't as close as it felt, really. Chicago was in control. They felt like they were in control the entire game. Uh, but Andy Dalton does go down. And Justin Fields, for the time being, is your QB1 in Chicago. Now, a lot of Bears fans uh We're preaching for this, left and right. Wanted Fields in there. Andy Dalton was playing some good football. He was not making dumb mistakes. He was showing uh, a stronger arm than most of us anticipated him coming out with. Andy Dalton looked good. Well, did look good. He is out. He is weak to wee with a knee injury now. Justin Fields is expected to make his first start. Moving up this next week, uh, Joe Burrow, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Most of his positive stats were in garbage time. I know, I know, Joey B got that victory week one, but I just feel like his accuracy on those mid, on those mid ranges, anywhere from a, a fifteen to a thirty yard, thirty yard pass, especially over the middle, he 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 has a tendency to let those sail. And as good as he is at dropping it into the bucket on the sideline. That's a level of play that is extremely important for NFL quarterbacks to realize because these linebackers are just so fucking fast in the NFL. Onto an NFC South matchup where we saw the worst defense in the NFL get absolutely exposed. Bucks hang 48 on the Falcons. Falcons were able to put up 25, but this. This Atlanta defense is so so bad. It's so bad. Matty Ice is gonna have to put up 400 for them to win a single ball game. That is so bad. On the other side of the ball, Tampa Bay showing why they are the Super Bowl champs. Tom Brady five touchdowns, two to Mike Evans, two to Gronk, one to Chris Godwin. There's so many weapons on that team. Antonio Brown only had one catch on the whole day. And last week he was absolutely destroyed. They can go anywhere. They can go anywhere on the field. They are a very scary team. And I think when it gets down to crunch time, it's going to take a team like the Chiefs to even really give them a matchup. There's so much talent on both sides of the ball for that team. It's ridiculous. Falcons lose. Twenty-five, forty-eight, and <laughs> as a registered New Orleans Saints fan, it is very difficult for me to give Vikings any benefit of the doubt whatsoever at any time. I'm, I'm still pissed off about the Minnesota Miracle, but geez, man, talk about getting your heart broken two weeks in a row. Vikings lose to the Cardinals. 33-34, to 34, and Kirk Cousins played a very decent game. He wasn't making those classic Kirk Cousins mistakes. He was getting the running game involved, and he gave this Vikings team a real shot to win it. Of course, they line up for the field goal to win the game. Final seconds, miss. After that Dalvin Cook play last week where everybody debated that it wasn't a fumble, now you have to come in here and deal with this for the first time since 2018. I feel bad for Vikings fans, and I I would like to I'd like to retract my Kyler Murray slander. This dude's insane. 400 yards. The way he can escape a pocket, I haven't seen since like a, a young Russell Wilson. This dude is athletic. Five nine or not, that dude's a quarterback. End of the day, though. Vikings 0-2, Cardinals 2-0. Now, I know Texans fans were thoroughly enjoying being atop the division for a week for one week. And, you know, I told y'all, enjoy your time up there. You're not gonna get a lot of it. We're already seeing the beginnings of this. And it started in the Rams Colts game. Now, the Colts do lose the game. 24 to 27. But the fact that they were able to play the Los Angeles Rams that good, because Stafford didn't look bad. Stafford was Stafford looks like he understands this offense very well, and he was moving the moving the ball down the field. They still only lost by three. It took it took a game from like Cooper Cup, nine receptions, one hundred and sixty three yards, two touchdowns. Cooper Cup killer of the slant route. Uh, Pittman Junior also had one hundred twenty three yards on him. The Colts had a great stop in the fourth quarter with about two and a half minutes left forced the Rams to take a field goal, put the Colts in a position to go down the field and either tie or win the game. Carson Wentz didn't have enough juice in the tank to get it done. But I think we can say, I think we can say that this Colts team uh made some major improvements from week two to or week one to week two. And if, if that's not convincing enough for you Houston fans Uh, The Titans just beat the Seahawks. Tennessee Titans beat the Seahawks 33-30 in what may have been the most offensively explosive game we will see this entire year. Tyler Lockett, eight receptions, 178 yards, touchdown. Julio Jones, 128 yards. Ryan Tannehill, 347 yards. Derrick Henry. 182 yards, three touchdowns. What the hell? And game goes to OT. Uh, Titans really shouldn't have even had to win it on the field goal. That was intentional grounding by Russ. He was in the end zone. I, I know they called him on the one, but that's not where he started his throwing motion. That that game should have been over on a safety right there. And there's a lot of teams in the NFL where a play like that will happen and it'll demoralize them they they think they had their shot and they lost it they got gypped out of it they got screwed but they didn't they kept handing the rock to the man himself derrick henry he was bulldozing down the field with zero regard for anyone's life and they get in range and they sink the field goal titans win the game 33 30 i don't know if this game is more telling for the Titans or the Seahawks. But I can tell you the Seahawks can't afford to lose these type of games. In the division they're playing in, no. GG by the Titans. Now they sit tied technically with the Texans uh, up at 1-1 at the top of the AFC South. And me and Bruce were having fun riding our high trains last week, shitting on the Cowboys, and then (sighs) boys come out. Beat the Chargers. Dak Prescott is a franchise QB. He wasn't explosive today, but he managed the hell out of that game. And he made the right reads. He didn't take unnecessary chances. And he led, he led this Cowboys team to a 2017 win over the Chargers. It really shouldn't have even got to that. Uh, the Cowboys should not have allowed the Chargers back in that game. It took a fantastic fourth quarter by Justin Herbert to lead them all the way back. Thank God for Dallas fans, y'all got Greg Zureline who walks off the game on a field goal that was essentially from midfield. That thing was a bomb shot. I still don't know what the hell's going on with Zeke. Uh, he got the majority of carries, barely, over Pollard, but Pollard shitted on him in the yardage. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's up with Zeke. Maybe it's a lack of creativity in the play calling. Uh, maybe he's just not hitting that hole. As fast as he was. I don't know. Cowboys, that's probably your only concern walking out of that week. In the game that, I don't know if it should have shocked the world, but I feel like it did. Chiefs lose the Ravens 35-36. And if we're just talking about how the ball was thrown, Mahomes had a much better game here than Lamar Jackson. Issue is, Lamar brings a factor to the table that no other QB in the league, I feel, does to his to his standard, oh, putting up over 100 yards on the ground, doing front flips in the end zone for touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Baltimore had to score 12 in the fourth quarter um, and hold the Chiefs to zero for them to win this game. They made a decision because like the Buccaneers, the Chiefs have weapons all over the field. They picked their battles. They chose to they chose to let Travis Kelsey have his moments and they smothered Tyreek Hill with a double team nearly the entire game. They said, We're gonna take away this. Beat us with what you have. And McCole Hardman, rest of the receivers there on Kansas City, couldn't get enough done on the outside to do it. Kelsey had a good game. Uh, touchdown Pretty much dominated the center of the field, but, but that Baltimore defense, sitting there with the injuries that they knew they had in the secondary, made a decision. A bit of a gamble, but hell, worked out. Ravens win on a late fumble recovery. We're seeing a lot of those this year. Running backs hold on to the fucking ball. And Baltimore was able to bounce back from that ugly loss against the Raiders last week and come beat the premier team in the AFC. Ravens win, 36, 35. And the Monday nighter. Ho, 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 the Monday nighter. Listen, if you're the Green Bay Packers and you get absolutely shitted on by Jameis Winston in week one, I don't think there's any other team in the NFL you would like to have a bounce back week against other than the Detroit Lions. Aaron Rodgers absolutely tearing up up that defense, four touchdowns, three of them to Aaron Jones, who also secured another one on the ground. Dude was going batshit crazy on the field. And there was a there was a really good story about how, I think it was on his last touchdown of the game, Aaron Jones lost a piece of jewelry there in the end zone. It was something that his dad gave him um, and something very sentimental to him. They looked around for it. They couldn't find it. And he, he just told the, he told the reporters, fuck it. That's where he would want me to lose it, in the end zone, scoring a touchdown. Got to love it. Packers bounce back, 17-35, not even close. Uh, the real heartbreak on that wasn't even Lions fans. It was some of these parlays that you saw develop all the way down. There was one of them. It was a 16-team leg parlay. Man put on $25.00. To win set over seven hundred thousand, and he needed Detroit money line, and he didn't get it. I saw another one that was supposed to pay out uh, over three hundred fifty grand, just for the Lions to cover plus twelve. Couldn't even pull that off, man. T- talk about having your heart shattered on Monday. And that does it for the week two slate. A fun one, as always heartbreaks, walk-offs. It's like Christmas every Sunday. You love to see it. Uh, Moving forward to next week, Texans, Thursday night football, against the Panthers, who do find themselves at 2-0 right now. We're going to see how David Mills is looking. If David Culley can get Tyrod playing the way he did and then find some glimmer of positivity coming from David Mills, where there was not a lot of that when he didn't expect to be coming in. But they're going to game plan around him, and I'm really excited to see how this Texans team takes on the Panthers on Thursday. But that is going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you haven't already done so, please make sure to subscribe to the Tuesday Morning Quarterbacks podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Make sure to follow at Apollo HOU for blogs, merch, video, podcasts, and more original sports content you can't find anywhere else. And as always, thank you. We look forward to having you back next week for another full extravaganza of football.